Mm. Yeah, there's still some tricks with kind that. Kind of managing, managing the cravings a little bit. Yeah. Because that was like, that was the thing that was killing me today. I was like, I've been pretty good all week. Had a little bit of like, dude, I gotta have something or I'm gonna kill somebody. <laughs> but I've had like, when that's happened, I've had like, you know, when they say, oh, like a pinch of salt or like a handful, what they really mean is like, cup the palm of your hand and just the palm and not your whole hand. Like, yeah. use your hand like a freaking scoop of food. Like, just like, and I've managed to like, Okay, I had one handful, and then that was it for 12 hours. Yeah. So I've been managing it a little bit, but, like, whew, today was rough. <laughs> yeah, when like I... weekend, my body, my body going, what are you doing? <laughs> yeah, that uh, when I first started doing it, it was, uh, it, it, was uh, it was touch and go there for a little while. But mm. uh, I, I tried to stay strict with it for a long time so that the cravings would be less and less as I went on. Mm. And that definitely helped, but... Uh, yeah, every now and then. Wait a minute. Oh. No, go ahead. Oh. Yeah, and I was going to say, and then, you know, every now and then, uh, I'll just walk by something, and for me, it's it was the cookies, because people, mm. at, people at work would just bring stuff, and my weakness is oatmeal oh, raisin, oh. <laughs> and as soon as I smelled the, like, the oatmeal raisin cookie, I was like, ah, oh, damn it. <laughs> but then if you can, like, if you can just have half a one yeah. and walk away, yeah. that's a win. You know, especially, I figure, especially after, like, 90 to 120 days where you've really gotten the major, like, work out of that. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, and maybe we can... Actually, if you just want to start recording, okay, we might have to pause for a second when my wife gets here so I can, like, hand off the kid. But yeah. then we can just go from there. Um, okay. And actually, we can kind of do a malice thing, and I can be eating while talking to you the way Mouse just did to Lisa. <laughs> did you watch the video? Did you watch did the video not, to that? I saw, enough of the, I, not, I saw enough of the pictures and the like, sample on Instagram, and I was just like, Jesus, that is the most malice thing ever. I was just like, what the hell are you like? Oh, you're such an asshole, but at the same time, that is so funny. Yeah. And she seemed like, I, obviously, knowing Malice, she's in on the joke. And yeah, it's just, yeah. And, you know, she's like, oh, no, thank you, because he's offering her stuff. Yeah, oh, he God, kept, I like, died. throwing, like, M&Ms and stuff. <laughs> I died. He, so funny. He, bring, he brings out, like, a two liter of Coke and opens it up. <laughs> oh, my like, God. I was he's like, you such, motherfucker. He's, he's such an ass. <laughs> and yet, at the same time, it's like, oh, my God, that's so, that is, like, hands up with a, like, ring of chocolate around his face. Yes. Like, you look like my two-year-old after breakfast. Yeah, exactly. Like, like seriously, you look like my two-year-old after breakfast. What are you doing? Yeah, that was so fun. Uh, so funny. Yeah, I was uh, when I saw the pictures and I uh, was listening to the podcast uh, while I was driving, and and I know what the pictures look like and behind. Mm-hmm. So when I later went back exactly. and kind of viewed the video, I was exactly. like, "Oh, that's not nice." But like you, excellent you troll, motherfucker. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, yeah. on top of the fact that it's like an excellent troll. He's gonna, you know, he's gonna set off the whole like. I mean, he's gonna set off everybody. He's gonna set off the body body positivity people. He's gonna set off the body shaming people. He's yeah. gonna set off the. I mean, the whole thing. He's just gonna set everybody off. It's so good. <laughs> yeah, it was so good, especially when they had all that chocolate like smeared on his face and everything. It was like Nutella. He had Nutella smeared from his <laughs> nose down to his chin in a circle around. I mean, it looked like clown makeup. It was amazing. <laughs> yeah, it was like. He was like, oh, I'm sorry. Some people in chat are saying I have shit on my face. <laughs> oh, I died. I had to pause the podcast. I was laughing so hard. I couldn't, hear, I couldn't hear what they were saying. I was laughing so hard. And I was working in a client's house. And I was dying. Oh, nice. <laughs> yeah, it was, uh, 
it was definitely one of those things. And when she was sitting there talking and you could, you could tell like at some parts she had to stop it just kind of paused for a second and I'm listening to it at two X speed. So the, my like right. little pauses and everything. So I kind of went back and slowed it down to like regular. And I was like, Oh yeah, she's trying not to laugh at what he's doing. <laughs> especially, yeah. Especially with the, uh, the he, handing her the M&Ms and she was like, no, thank you. <laughs> yeah. 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 Getting, man, that's gotta be the hardest part of doing that show is getting the guests to play along with the troll. Yeah. Without cracking. Because I know he's had some problems with that a couple of times where it's like, oh, I, we explained this beforehand. And then he like, <laughs> he, when he, there's a certain troll that he does, and I will not be explaining the troll to the Cretans, but when he introduced this troll, he um, lost it on the guest who explained the troll like the first time he did it. Yeah. He's like, we had this whole conversation beforehand and blah, blah, blah. And he like was really kind of visibly upset, which was really funny. Yeah. Well, one of the, uh, the You're great- super late. I'm supposed to be on a podcast, so we're <laughs> food's ready. You can say hi to everybody. I'm going to take the dog out here in a minute. Yeah, yeah you just had the bird and the dog. Why everybody else doing that? No, the food's just finished. It's still warm. Like, Mommy. so, um. Yeah, that was so funny. But, like, you know that's the hardest part of that show. The hardest part of that show is I've got a troll, and I've got a guest who's going to be my straight man. And the guests, some of the guests are, like, you know, comedians or kind of naturally funny. And right. so, okay, probably getting them to play along, and then all that hard you explain, like, hey, this is hilarious, and they get it. But, like, the guests that are real straight, and you're, like, like uh, a couple of the historians he's had on, or, like, Arthur Herman's, like, real funny, and so he gets it. And then the other guy that he had on recently was like, you could tell he was having a hard time playing along. Yeah, it's a. Uh, there was one guest that he had was uh, Ethan Supley when he was uh, in the studio. When he gets to the end, you know how he a- asked that question and he goes, and what was the favorite part of this interview? And mm-hmm. Ethan Supley with a straight face said, my welcome. And on the video, right. you could see where he's kind of looking it over. Was and he's like, was like, wait it. a second. Wait, did you really just do that to me? Really? Yeah, it was great. Yeah. Well, it seems my virus uh, protection decided it was going to start doing a scan right now, which is causing the fan to go off. Wonderful. I can't hear it on my end, if that helps (laughs) me. And I'm making all kinds of extra noise on my end, so yeah, I apologize for any extra editing you feel like you need to do. Now, with me, it's like uh, just removing the noise from the background. But it doesn't help when, like, the laptop fan is just going right. the whole time. Yeah. So oh. he'll knock oh. it off. Oh, I grabbed it by a broccoli that was super hot. <laughs> <laughs> wow. I have broccoli volcano in my mouth right now. <laughs> oh, my God. I really did. I just, like, <laughs> man. There was, like, some of the steam water was still in the middle of the floret, and I, like, Bit into it and like leaked steam water onto my mouth. I was like, "Oh my god, that's hot!" <clears throat> so that's right, right. Well, that's right up there with I'm the uh, with the uh, with the joke. Is it going to be mm-hmm. hot in the middle, sir? Oh, it'll destroy mm-hmm. your mouth. <laughs> oh, hot or frozen? Pick one. Yeah. You know, it's hot, the hot pockets. It's either frozen or it's lava. There's yeah. no middle ground. Yeah. Jim Gaffigan. Uh, mm-hmm. 
Well. Hey, the laptop fan turned off. That's good. Hey, there we go. <laughs> I'm going to put my shoes on and take the dog out and it'll be nice and quiet while we keep talking. All right. Yep. So this whole keto thing, I'm assuming you have like started recording and we're just rolling. Yeah. We've just, we've been rolling now for, for a few cool. minutes. Yeah. <laughs> Do it the way bird does it. Just let it roll and then find a good place to jump in at some point. Yeah. Did you listen to my episode with him? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. On your, on your show. Yeah. It was good. Yeah, I did the little meta joke where uh, I started like right at the beginning where he yeah. says, "Well, I, I always like to edit the the, yep. the podcast yeah, with me great. talking first. <laughs> yep. Yeah, it was interesting. Uh, Brent's been on a couple of shows. Yes, yours, and then he did an episode with somebody recently, and it was like some real interesting like podcast production inside baseball stuff of like how he looks at both the production piece of it and the like numbers and all of that stuff. Yeah. It was, it was pretty interesting. Yeah. I, I sometimes will delve into the uh, inside baseball and then there's like part of me, it's like, this is almost like talking about my salary. Let's just not do this. <laughs> you know, it's funny because, you know, I don't get paid from podcasts. I think my anchor account has like uh, maybe five bucks in it. Yeah. And, you know, part of that, a big part of that is I haven't put out an episode in months because yeah. Anna and I have just been crazy. And I actually have well, an episode well, recorded. Anna more than you with her whole ketchup nonsense. I thought I lost Sorry you there for a that. second. I, like, uh, yeah, I, uh, I walked out of my apartment and popped off my Wi-Fi and it took a second for the like phone to transfer over <laughs> to cell signal. Yeah. <clears throat> um, yeah, Anna's been busy... But so have I. Like, I've actually been, like, I mean, we've got another kid on the way. Yeah. And, uh, like, we've got, like, six, eight weeks left. <laughs> and uh, so between the six, eight weeks with the kid left, and then we've been out of town every other week, basically, since Thanksgiving. Um, and then when I'm here, I've had to, like, cram a bunch of work into the work week. So yeah. Because, you know, I've only been home, you know, five out of the last eight weeks or whatever. I've had to cram just a crap ton of work into those five weeks. Yeah, it gets rough. Plus, on, on top of that, it's like the end of the year. So I'm trying to cram, cram five full work weeks in so I can pay for five full work weeks. But my clients are, like, taking time off, too. And so managing that whole scheduling thing is – it's been it's been madness. Yeah, brutal. Um, so hopefully I'm, like – back in town from now until when we the baby shows up and we move and whatever else so hopefully we'll be able to get some content out and uh really kind of get things back into a stable fix um, but anna's stuff is all still up in the air also and yeah doesn't show any real signs of stopping anytime soon um yeah especially with our whole so, ketchup nonsense mm, yeah well she's uh yeah. She's great for nonsense. That's one of the things I love about her. She's <laughs> always good for nonsense. Oh yeah, you're telling me she like tried stealing the podcast. Uh, well, is that Childerberg? <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> she just walks up well, behind. Was, I want to be on your podcast. I was like, all right. <laughs> she was hammered. She was obliterated at that point. Yeah. Like I asked her about it later. She's like, I don't remember doing that at all. <laughs> She's like, if it wasn't on audio, I would not know that that had happened. <laughs> 
Yeah, I was like, uh, okay, yeah, sure. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it was pretty funny. Yeah. Jodeberg was a good time. I'm unfortunately, I'm afraid I'm not going to make it this year. Yeah, um, I, I saw that little uh, little tweet when I was uh, trying to joke with uh, old, yeah, old BJ there. Bobby. And, yeah. Yeah, Bobby Joe. I, uh, so the baby's showing up in the middle of March or early March, but our lease is up like May 10th. Mm-hmm. And so I'm either going to be in San Antonio, at which point I'll be there. Yeah. Or I'm going to be in uh, Colorado, at which point I'll have just moved to Colorado like two weeks earlier and I probably won't be back. Yeah. So we'll see. Yeah. It's going to be one of those things. Yeah. Yeah. It's a good time. It's like I'm either going to, I know I'm going to be there regardless, but it's going to depend on whether or not I'm getting a campsite and pitching the tent again or getting into a hotel room. Yeah. Well, and you're doing, are you doing uh, delegation stuff? You're not being a delegate, but you are planning on going to the convention, right? Yeah, I'm going to try and get both, uh, at least go to the convention and just see some people I haven't seen in a while. But yeah, I'm not going to be a delegate this this go around. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I thought. But if you're doing both, I would I would get a hotel. <laughs> that's what, I, that's what I was thinking. The camps... <laughs> no, yeah, I've eaten. The foil has more steak. You're an hour late. Sorry. <clears throat> I just finished food as you were walking in the door. The broccoli had just finished. It's like... Sorry. Yeah, that's all right. Oh, I was apologizing to her. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm not going to apologize to you, you shitbag. <laughs> well, well, it's not that. It's, it's uh, yeah, I would apologize to you, but you can edit or not and make me look like an asshole. <laughs> I have to live with her. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it's all it's all gone after this is over. Mm. It's all just to edit through. Yeah. Anyway, so yeah, man. Uh, Things are crazy. Hopefully, we'll get back to it. I've got episode seven in the can. I just have to like put the like intro on it and release it. I'm hoping to get that done tonight or tomorrow. Awesome. And actually get this thing out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then uh, Anna and I talked. I think I'm just going to be doing some solo stuff unless she's like unless our schedules just kind of line up. I'm going to try to record, you know, half an hour a week or something just to get some stuff out. Yeah. And like, you know, make a an effort of getting some of the junk out of my head. <laughs> yeah. That's always the, uh, that's always the thing. It's a, uh, especially with my work schedule, uh, here lately, it's like whatever time I've got free, I can sit down and record something. And so that's actually, uh, kind of the reason why I haven't had a whole bunch of guests on recently. It's the, you know, I'll start DMing people and it's like, Hey, do you want to be on? Do you want to be on? And then, uh, and then it comes day and it's like, ah, crap, I'm going to be at work this Saturday. I can't make it. <laughs> right. But I was lucky to snag you and then uh, might have a few more in the uh, in the hopper waiting to go. Oh, that's good. So, I mean, I'm always, I'm almost always available to record with somebody else. The thing that has been, the thing I've been I guess the thing that's been keeping me from recording is like just not having had time to like 
do my own production. Right. So the recording part isn't the hard part. The recording part is like push play and let it go. Yeah. <clears throat> and then if it sucks, you dump it. And if it doesn't suck, you know, it, I don't, I edit a little bit for sound, but the editing software that I use has a couple of like pre-built filters. And so I just, you know, run it through a couple of like compression and, you know, high and low hums and kind of get it all out real quick. And then I don't really ever edit for content. I just yeah. kind of let it play because I figure, well, that's just, hey, this is what happened. You're getting a little peek into real life at my house kind of thing. Yeah. So, yeah, with me, when it's the, uh, the editing process, I'll have to go through everything, uh, you know, run it through the filters and then, uh, try to catch out all the, ums and the, you knows. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, uh, started to do that <laughs> when we first, like our first two episodes and then realized I was going to, uh, either murder myself or never get a podcast out if I had to do that. <laughs> so, it was like, well, it's going, it's just going out the way it is. <laughs> you know, some of the biggest podcasts in the world run live on YouTube. They don't edit. So fine. Right. We'll make it work. Yeah. Like on a, uh, like one of my two hour long episodes, I'm like, uh, no. Yeah. Screw it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'll just let it go. If I got time to like edit through an entire two hour thing, cause it's, you know, you're not listening to it for two hours. You're going to go back and forth, so it may turn into like a four or five hour long project at that point. <laughs> right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Or, or more because, like, my editing process is not real streamlined at this point. Yeah. And so, you know, if I tried to edit everything, it would take me four to five times as long as it took to record the episode. <laughs> so I'm like, yeah, nope. That was. I mean, that was a big part of it. Was just looking at looking at editing going, yeah, no, I, I, I will either never get anything out or I'm going to murder myself. So that's not going to work. <laughs> I was like, yeah, just make sure that the background noise is gone. And I guess that's good enough. <laughs> Pretty much. Like, yeah. Make sure the audio is not completely horrendous. <laughs> exactly. All right. So now that we got the, uh, the inside baseball out of the way, let's, uh, yeah. new year, new you type of thing. That's, that's the idea. So, I, um, you know, I mentioned my wife is pregnant and we thought she had gestational diabetes again. turns out she does not. Mm. Um, but in that process, you know, she's checking her blood sugar like she's diabetic. Right. And we were driving down to see my mother-in-law on uh, Christmas Eve and she was t- testing her blood in the car. I was like, okay, well, just out of curiosity, do mine because I haven't eaten anything. So, you know, give me a fasting blood sugar. And it was horrendous. No, no. And, you know, I, I'm... I'm overweight and I knew I was overweight and I'd had a bad A1C test a couple years ago, but I like dropped, I've got a, uh, hate, hate relationship with Dr. Pepper. <laughs> um, it hates my insides. I hate how good it is. Right. And, uh, so I dropped the Dr. Pepper and candy and stuff for like six weeks and then had my blood work tested again and it was fine. Cause it was like, I had my A1C test. I think the line's like 65 and I was a 68. Oh, so it was like and right so, on the line. Like, so like right on the line. I was like just dancing over it. And so I cut off all the, like, cause I was drinking like two to four 32 ounce Dr. Peppers a day. Ouch. That's and a it's lot. like McDonald's, it's like McDonald's, you know, it's the McDonald's large or the Whataburger medium light ice. Right. With Dr. Pepper. And I was having two to four of those daily. And so I cut that out 
and I cut out any of my like, you know, oh, I bought a bag of peanut M&Ms at HEB or whatever. Yeah. Cut out all that crap for like six weeks and then went and had my A1C done again. And it was like, oh, it's, it's like 49. Yeah. The doctor was like, I've never seen somebody take a swing that, that, that big of a swing that fast. I was like, I did tell you my like consumption is, <laughs> you know, my consumption is hurt. Like I mentioned consumption was horrendous. Yeah. She's like, yeah, but I didn't realize it was like, I was like, I told you how much, I told you exactly how much it was. I knew what I was doing. Yeah. I'd cut Dr. Pepper out and stuff. I'd gone paleo before, you know, I'd been, I, I had worked out a bunch and then I was working all the time and I was like commuting three hours a day round trip plus, you know, eight to 12 hour days at work. Right. And so I just, there was no way to eat at home. There was no way to like, there was no way to take all of my food for the day because I had no idea how long I was going to be gone or how long it was going to keep. And I was working so hard, like I, I was doing construction like for myself. And so it was just like, okay, well, I'm burning a crap ton of calories. Yeah. And there's just, I could just couldn't figure out how to like take it with me and, you know, make it work. And it just was a mess. So I was eating out a ton. And, uh, and so I'd like completely fallen off the wagon. And then, so I have this A1C test done. I fix it immediately. Like it took six weeks. Doctor was like, Oh my God, it was crazy. I was like, I, I told you I was eating a ridiculous amount of junk. I just cut out the junk and problems all. Yeah. That was two and a half years ago, something like that. And then I got in that uh, car accident like 18 months ago and I've been sitting at home basically for 18 months. And while I haven't gone back to like, you know, two to four, 32 ounce Dr. Peppers a day, I just kind of like was eating whatever was around. So if that meant we were going out, I was eating. If that meant we were at home, I was eating whatever, you know, I wasn't buying soda for the house, but I was drinking soda while I was out. Yeah. And so, you know, my numbers have all gone back to the other directions. I'm not getting any younger. And uh, so it's going to, you know, over time, it gets harder to correct that stuff. Yeah. yeah. So I quit drinking soda again, like Christmas day or Christmas Eve. Um, and then we were on vacation and I didn't have, uh, I didn't have any soda while we were gone, which was pretty cool. And then, um, but I ate like a pound and a half of peanut M&Ms and, you know, most of a pound of Twizzlers and <laughs> they just ate junk. You know, we ate out, I ate a bunch of junk. So, um, and then I had a, uh, a blood pressure test done. I went to the doctors for like a cold. They thought I had like bronchitis, but it was like basically cleared up. So they didn't do anything, but the blood pressure test was high. Yeah. And I've had that, like, I've had it like where it's like, Hey, it's a little bit higher than it should be, blah, blah, whatever. And I'm like, well, I live on the third floor. I like ran down the stairs to take the dog out, ran back up the stairs, ran back down the stairs, jumped in the car and the doctor's office is five minutes away. Yeah. So So I get here and I'm like, I'm still like kind of huffing and puffing a little bit from running up and down the stairs. So of course my blood pressure's high. Well, well, this time it was like, no, I sat in the waiting room for 15 minutes before you guys saw me and I did have to run the dog up and down the stairs and it was still a little high. And I was like, oh, that's not good. Um, <laughs> and so, so I've been better for like three weeks. I've been trying to like, you know, I haven't had a whole lot of alcohol. I had four drinks total. And I mean, when I say four drinks, I don't mean Burt Kreischer four drinks. I mean, <laughs> I, had, I had two beers and two like out to dinner measured cocktails the whole okay. time we were on vacation. Yeah. I like, I mean, when I say four drinks, I mean, I had four drinks. Um, and so I haven't been drinking and I 
haven't had any soda and I've been pretty good about the candy stuff. I've been really good this last week. Um, and I've been really good this last week about just not having bread and not having, like I threw away a bunch of junk that we had in the house and my wife was like, well, that's here because of you. So yeah, toss it. I don't care. <laughs> so I tossed a bunch of stuff. Um, she's got a bunch of stuff. The nice thing when I, when I said, Hey, like they're not doing that. The nice thing is the carbs that she eats. I don't want, she buys like, you know, the Annie's cheese bunnies for the kid. And it's like, yeah, those things taste like cardboard. I don't want like ugh. Yeah. I want that I want the salt from the, I want goldfish or cheese. I want all the salt that's in there. Yeah. And Annie's doesn't have that stuff. So I'm not going to eat the kid's bunnies or whatever. And so I'm like, fine. You know, that stuff isn't a problem. She's got like whole grain flax, like five seed flaxseed crackers. Or whatever. They're just, they're like, <laughs> it's like eating bird seed. I'd rather eat anything else. So that's helped a little bit is that like her, the stuff that she has in the house for her, I don't want. Um, so I just had my blood pressure done on Monday and it's the lowest it's been in probably five years. Hey, there so you go. that's pretty cool. Yeah. And, uh, so I'm hoping to lose like 50 pounds. I'm down seven pounds the last three weeks or something like that. I, that, well, that was the other thing that caught me where I was like, Ooh, so when I went to the doctors and had that high blood pressure test, I also like my weight was as high as it had ever been. And like, it was cold that day and I had a sweater on and I had combat boots on and whatever. And so I can make some excuses, but no, I probably had like four or five pounds. And I was like, yeah, but even with the four pounds that you could subtract for the like yeah, clothes I mean, or stuff you had on, you're still heavier than you've ever been. Yeah. You're like, still uh, up there. Yeah. It was like, Hey dude, you're, uh, <laughs> you're North of 275 for the first time in your life. That's a real problem. That's like, oh crap. So that's been the like, the, the impetus is like, I had a couple of little things. So I'm like, oh, I've been teetering on the edge for probably five or six years or more. And, uh, now I'm like, okay, well, I better, I better do some, like something really concerted about that. Cause if I, I either need to like go full blown, like just let it go and, and be Ralphie May and Joey Diaz and whatever, or oh, I God. can fix it. <laughs> it's like, I'm either, I'm either going to be 350 or I'm going to get back to like 220. Yeah. And there's was like, there's no middle ground. It was like, hey, dude, like, pick one. And so uh, I, I pitched not going to 350. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, I mean, we've met we've met in real life. Like, I'm built like you, but smaller. Yeah, so, like 350 on me would be gigantic. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, so, I can tell you, like, uh, you know, being close to 400. <laughs> you know. <laughs> yeah, but you're like four inches taller than me, or five inches taller than me, like. Think about you know you at your peak, but drop four inches off of that. Like yes, yeah. <laughs> yeah. For some people, there was like uh, when I was telling them, I was like, yeah, you know, it was like a, about three eighty. I think was one time I got measured at a at a doctor's office because every time I stepped on the scale at home, it just said E. <laughs> and uh, that's no fun. Yeah, and then you look on the bottom, it's like, oh, what's the weight limit on there? And it's like three hundred and fifty, and you're like, oh. Oh, dude. Okay, so you and I both, you and I have something, actually, a couple of things in common beyond our, like, political philosophy in that uh, we both drive Uber. Yep. And we've both, and we've both done stand-up comedy. (laughs) And one of my, the the best thing I ever did with, uh, the best bit I ever had was about this patient my wife had. And uh, because it was a patient, I don't have any, like, personal details or any of the HIPAA stuff. Right, right, right. I don't have actual hard numbers. I just know the story, right? And so the story was this guy comes in the ER having a heart attack. Okay. And 
when you have a heart attack and stuff, they like just cut your clothes off of you to get to just so they can work on you. You're unconscious. You can't breathe. Your heart's not running. They just need yeah. to get in there. So they just, yeah. Clothes just, aren't like, even default. a concern. They, They're just going to start they taking don't even scissors think about yeah. it. They just cut it off. Well, this guy's so big that when they go to roll him over, you know, those like, uh, uh, famous Annie's like individually wrapped cookies that are maybe like an inch and a half in diameter. Yeah. 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 One of those. <laughs> I mean, fell out we're of talking to a former fat guy. Yes. I know. about right. the, Oh yeah. Yes. Oh, I'm an internal, <laughs> uh, I'm a, yes. You and I have. Yes. Okay. So I'm, I'm painting the picture for the audience also, but one of those cookies, right. Mm-hmm. When they go to roll him over to get his clothes up from under him, falls out of his fat rolls. Nice. Off the table, onto the floor and under the cabinet in the ER. <laughs> it like rolls off the table. Uh, and you would think, okay, that's bad. Like that's real funny, <clears throat> but the story gets worse. So the beds of the hospital have the scale built into them, so they don't have to move you to check your like. Yeah, they want to just check weigh you right there. Yeah, unintrusively as possible, right? Well, the the bed scales of the hospital that my wife worked at topped out at six fifty. Mm-hmm. So if you're over 650 they would just write down 650 plus no matter yeah if you were exactly 650 or not it was just like 650 plus so they do this guy like tops the scale out he's 650 plus well at some point they need to get him in a i think it was a cat scan and uh yeah is he going to fit <laughs> so that's the question right yeah. that's the question does he fit in the cat scan and the answer is no this cat scan has a weight limit and the weight limit on the CAT scan of the hospital my wife worked that was like 620. It was actually lower than the bed. Yeah. And so they have a like like a heavy-duty CAT scan machine. They've got a couple of them um, in San Antonio that are like up to 700. But the closest one, for whatever reason, was, uh, was down for maintenance or some crap. Right. So guess what happens if you live in San Antonio or near San Antonio and you need a big CAT scan? Uh, take you know, it to the vet. Uh-uh. <laughs> Go get to the horse one. Sea World. Sea World. Oh damn! <laughs> they take you to fucking Sea World because Sea World has a cat scan for the whales and the dolphins. <laughs> Jesus Christ! Also, that cat scan has a scale in it, so they actually got a number. It was like seven thirty-five or something. Like he was like well into the seven hundreds. God damn! Yeah, boy. That's a husky fella. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god i was like jesus and i was like you know the sad part about that is like you don't get to 750 on your own because you can't move no you need an enabler somebody has to feed you yeah exactly somebody is somebody is feeding you enough to get you to 750 and right. it's like man that's sad yeah it's like oh my god yeah but the uh, the funny part about that story is like he took the whale to sea world to get cat scan yeah he couldn't fit in the regular machines like holy crap jesus <laughs> which is both funny and really sad yeah, I mean that's that's a that's a bad one. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's like, I mean, they talk. You watch the like my six hundred pound life, and you're just like, ooh, I like, okay, I know of a guy that's bigger than that. <laughs> like, like, yeah, they don't have the uh, seven thirty five life. life. Is, <laughs> yeah, but in my six hundred pound life is sad. Yeah, like you're looking at that going like, they're always either they always they either live with their mom. Or they have this like girlfriend or wife or whatever, who's tiny. By the way, they're always skinny, skinny, skinny. Yeah, which is amazing. Yeah, and they just eat them. They set them up in bed. They clean them. They and it's just like, oh, yeah. you think you're helping? Is something's wrong in both y'all's heads? And it's just sad. 
Yeah. It's like uh, so one anyway, of them's got like a little bit of a mommy complex or something. They're going to take care of their big this, baby. Like, this enabling. Yeah, 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 for sure. Yeah. A lot of, well, sometimes it's just straight up mom, like, just feeds them and lets them play video games and they're like living off a of mom and whatever. It's, yeah. it's bizarre and sad. So in an effort not to become that, because, mm. oh, by the way, my wife does not have that bone in her body. No. She takes care of those people at work. She comes home as the last thing she wants to even think about. Plus, yeah. we've got a kid and another kid on the way. Like, that was never going to happen in my house. Right. So in an effort to fix that and not head down that path, I uh, and to be here for kids and all that stuff, I'm, I'm trying to be better. So let's talk about the no sugar, no grain thing. I'm like, first real week in. Okay. Like at the end of my first real week. And like today I was crawling up the walls. Like the cravings got to me. There were some butterscotch chips in the pantry and I had a, two handfuls. I'm like, oh. <laughs> oh, you but did I'm it. Like, yeah. I saw them and I was like, no. But at the same time, I was like, I'm going to sh- I'm gonna be real mad if I don't eat something. So I feel really good right now. Yeah. Um, but I'm like, okay, how do I not do that again? I know the answer is get rid of them. But if I throw them away, I think my wife might stab me in my sleep. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, a couple of little tricks there. If you're trying to get over cravings and everything, if they're still in a packaging that says butterscotch chips on it, maybe like move it to a Tupperware or something where you can't really tell what it is. I hid them in the back of the pantry after I ate them. <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> that, was, that was always the thing that would get me is... Uh, my sweet tooth would take over, and with me, it's uh, it's cookies. So if like I saw cookies out, it's like mm, you know I might just take a pinch, and, and it's like at that point, I was like, well, the whole cookie now has a pinch. I'll just take that cookie, you know. But yeah, it, it, oh yeah, yeah. It, it, you can't leave you can't leave five M Ms in the bottom of the bag. No, because like, then somebody knows. <laughs> what what are you doing leaving five M Ms in the bag? Well, yeah, what, somebody knows, but then at this point, like if the butterscotch chips were just gone, she'd also know. She go, "What'd you do to the butterscotch chips?" Well, I don't know what so, you're talking about. <laughs> eggs, oh, yeah, yeah, cleaning them out of your teeth. <laughs> oh my god, yeah, that type of stuff, uh, and especially going to be hard since the uh, the rest of the family isn't doing it with you. Um, so like I was telling you, telling you in the, uh, the pre-show, uh, little roll thing, uh, uh, you know, like with my family, they don't do it with me. And so I usually make uh, a dinner that's going to be compatible both ways. So like tonight I had chicken Alfredo, but, uh, I made chicken thighs to go into the chicken Alfredo for them. And I just, uh, kept a couple of chicken thighs for myself, uh, their little snacks and everything. I've gotten to the point now where if I eat that stuff, I'm going to get sick the next day. And to me, it's just not worth it. And Cokes and everything, I can't even drink a straight Coke. I tried once while I was on a cruise ship. I was like, yeah, sure, just go ahead and give me a Coke there. And I took a sip, and I had to spit it out. I'm like, nope, can't do it anymore. <laughs> so the, the soda thing for me is pretty easy. I like seltzer. Like, I like club soda, like all the flavored sparkling waters and stuff. Yeah. And the hard, the hardest part for me was caffeine. But I actually found a solution to that a couple of years ago. Uh, highball energy drinks makes these caffeinated sparkling waters. Yeah. They're flavor. And they're great. And they're like, they're 250 for a 16-ounce can or whatever. And that seems really expensive until I did the math on, like, how much soda I was drinking. I was like, look. Okay, then it's going to be you, way cheaper <laughs> that way. If you just – well, it's not – it's, like, half. Because yeah. Because I was drinking four, you know, fifty sodas or whatever. So it's a little bit less than half. Um, so it's not a huge savings, but it's also, like – 
that was part of the thing with the soda was like, well, it's not a huge cost either, right? Right. Um, except that it was costing, it's like helping me rust my insides from the, you know, from the inside out kind of thing. It's kind of how I'm looking at the blood sugar thing right now in my head. Like this week, I just made that connection this morning. Of like, hey, asshole, you were rusting yourself out from the inside. Yeah, not good. Yeah, not good. So the soda thing for me is pretty easy. And then I've tried like, you know, Virgil's makes a like no sugar and Zevia. They're, they're all terrible. Yeah, they like all I've taste like crap. Yeah. They're garbage. And so I'm not even like, I bought some Zevia Dr. Pepper alternative, whatever, um, recently just to try it. And they're terrible. I've, I've had two of these. They're yeah. better ice cold out of the fridge in the can than they are kind of lukewarm on ice, but they're still not great. Yeah. Um, it, to me, they actually taste sweeter than the, uh, than the real stuff. Way sweeter. That's the super yeah, weird that's... part is they taste way like sickly sweet. Yeah. And then, okay. uh, then so with right. me, I'm like one of those type that I can get the the full aftertaste of stevia. Like to me, it's it tastes like gasoline afterwards. Because I'll get that oh, that weird. aftertaste, and I'm like, ugh. <laughs> yeah, interesting. Yeah, so I, yeah, I've yeah, tried I the whole know. stevia thing before, and it's the it's not worth it. Yeah, can't and do like, it. I've got I've got I've got one of these like Dasani sparkling raspberry lemonade things. Yeah, delicious. No, no juice, no carbs, no sugar, no yeah. sweeteners, no nothing. They're delicious. And after, like, after not drinking soda for two or three weeks. Oh, yeah, it tastes way taste, more of they, it. Yeah. They, they taste sweet. Yeah. Even though there's nothing sweet about it, they taste sweet. So yeah. that part's not hard. The hard part for me is, like, is going to, is really, it's the candy stuff. It's the, like, yeah. You know, the peanut M&Ms at HEB or the, like, hey, somebody bought a bag, of, like, grabbing a mint on the way out the door at the restaurant or. Yeah. Because the like little red and white peppermint things don't have, they're not like, you know, if you get the like sugar free lifesavers, there's nothing in those, but like mint oil and, you know, whatever. But if you get the ones, the like, I don't know if you've ever looked at the uh, nutritional facts about the like bag of red and white little round peppermints. Yeah, it's basically corn syrup and. I mean, it's like just a ball of sugar. Yeah. Like, you know, it's like five or six grams of sugar in that one little rinket ink little mint. Yeah. You're like, okay, well, With that like a, doesn't count. Yeah, it's like where they took the bag of little discs and they showed it to peppermint oil. <laughs> yeah, exactly. They just, like, wafted some peppermint oil over the top of yeah. it. <laughs> yeah, it was brutal. Yeah, it was pretty, so, it was pretty terrible. It's, a little, it's those little knick-knacky things, and I know that, like, in another week or two, I'm just not going to care. Yeah. Um, I just, you know, I just won't. Because um, I've done this, I've done similar things before. We did Whole30 once. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know that all that kind of stuff, the elimination diet kind of things. Um, I just like, man, it's the first week is rough. <laughs> the yeah. first week is the end of the first week is always where you're just like, oh my god. Yeah, with me when I started uh, a couple of years ago, it's um, you know the first couple of weeks was probably the worst, and especially at the time when you're going through keto flu, and then you've got like stomach aches and headaches on top of it. It's a, yeah, that makes it really rough. And I was just like, uh, it's like, all right, I'm going to just have to tough this out for the 21 days that I said I was going to do this. And then, so on the other end of that, you know, my keto flu only lasted, uh, about a week. Uh, I've talked to other people and they say it goes on for like two weeks. And then, you know, you talk to that one person who's like, oh yeah, I had it for a day. I was like, oh man, fuck you. (laughs) I don't get it. This is my third or fourth time doing this. And like, it's never... You know, Bobby Joe and I were talking the other day because she's doing a, uh, you know, she's starting her own show. 
yeah. about specifically about like diabetes to keto and how that helps. Yeah. And I was like, Hey, I might actually be an interesting person for you to talk to. Cause while I've never actually been diagnosed as diabetic, I have all these like, you know, I've got all the little marker things that say like, yeah, I probably am diabetic. Yeah. Some, um, some sort of uh, pre diabetes maybe. But I know for a fact that if I clean my diet up, I can fix it. Like yeah. in the, like snapping my fingers. And I was like, you know, my blood sugar, when I took it on like Christmas Eve was like 128 or something like that. My, my fast date blood sugar. Yeah. Was like, you know, twice what it should have been. <laughs> yeah. And so I was like, so I've got all this stuff and I'm, I'm planning on, I haven't started like sticking myself regularly, but I'm kind of planning on tracking. Okay. Like how bad is my blood sugar and, and tracking my weight and stuff because I'm a, she was like, are you just like super insulin uh, resistant or what the hell? And I was like, I don't know. Cause I've never, you know, I don't have any symptoms. Like I don't have any of the, like the numbness and the coldness and the yeah. passing out and the whatever. My wife was like, Hey, you drink like an excessive amount of liquids. And that's a sign of di- like your kidneys aren't help- aren't happy with you because right. you're borderline diabetic. Right. And I was like, okay, well that might be, my only symptom is I'm drinking a ton of water, but on the same point, like if I'm working and I'm really working, I'm sweating. Like you would not believe because I'm working outside or in and out doors in central Texas, you know, where it's like, it was 79 degrees the other day in January. Yeah. And so I'm just, you know, I'm dripping constantly. Um, and so I can't, I'm not real sure like, Hey, the, the drinking a ton of water is, also related to like the diabetic or borderline diabetic stuff and kidneys and blah, blah. I don't know. And so I think it's going to be interesting because I am planning on like getting pretty nitty gritty about tracking details and like yeah. both weight and blood sugar and my blood pressure. And because the blood pressure thing is the thing that kind of like, that's the one where I'm like, well, if I can't get that under control, eventually they're going to put me on meds that I'll never be able to get off of it. I'm not doing that. Yeah, yeah. Like that's just not going to happen. So. Yeah. Don't even get me started uh, on the whole statin thing. I actually had a, uh, uh, a yelling match with my doctor about statins. So it was, uh, it was, yeah, it was not a good day for him. They're, they're not good for you. And like, you can't get off of them in theory. It's just, a, it's a mess. Yeah. And, uh, so I'm like, well, I'm not doing that, but I'm going to get to a place where if I go to the doctors, they're going to, I'm going to have that conversation every time I got to go get anything looked at. And so I'm just not, we're just not going there. We got to fix that. And so my blood pressure, I actually had to go to the doctor on Monday. My blood pressure was 129 over 80, which is like solidly in the, Hey, we're not mad at you range. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) It's, it's, it's not great. Like it could be that 80 or 84 or whatever it was could be like in the seventies. Yeah. And that 129 could be like a solid 120 or 117, but like, it's okay. It's not. So the test where I was like, Oh crap. I was like, I had a like one fifty four over a hundred. And I was like, Oh, that's not good. Yeah. I was like, Oh, that's not good. <clears throat> Gotta fix that. Like right now. <clears throat> so, yeah, I was always you know, kind luckily. of, uh, I was always kind of weird about that. Cause even, um, you know, when I was like 375, 380 pounds or whatever, you know, I go into the doctor and, uh, blood sugar would be in the eighties. Uh, you know, blood pressure would be like 130 over 80, you know, not too terribly high, but still just right. kind of st- still within still. that normal range. 
And yep. you, you just see the doctor's like going, huh? <laughs> it was like, yeah, that makes no freaking sense at all. Yeah, it's like, what do you, what do you mean? Huh? I was like, your blood sugar level should be like in the hundreds, uh, at least. <laughs> Cause I mean, look at you. <laughs> it's really, right. Right. It's right, like, right. Well, there's not, you know? And so the, but uh, I had uh, other problems altogether with the uh, the Hashimoto's, which sometimes the symptoms can uh, mirror that of uh, diabetes. So you get like night sweats and you know freezing all of a sudden, uh, fatigue and pissing a lot and all this. And then when you finally figure out you got some kind of thyroid issue, you know. But, right. Um, but yeah, they. Uh, well, that explains the like blood sugar and blood pressure thing. It's like, oh no, you're huge because you have a thyroid problem. Right. Exactly. It's like it's one or the other, right? It's like either your thyroid's screwed or you're a raging diabetic. Like, pick one. Yeah. So it it was always a it was always kind of a crazy thing. So I never really thought too much about it. And, you know, being 380 pounds, I was like, yeah, you know, the blood sugar levels low. You know, maybe I'm just big. You know, <laughs> getting the whole uh, yeah. whole fat gene myth going. And uh, so I was like, nope, just kicked my microphone. That's not good. That's not good <laughs> podcasting right there. But. Yeah, it's uh, it took a little while, and once I got uh, the no sugar, no grains thing started, I was like, okay, well, you know, I'm gonna try this, and we'll see if it works, and you know, I have to clear it with the uh, endocrinologist first, and he was like, you know, yeah, go ahead and try it, because luckily I had one of those young doctors that was still reading stuff <laughs> instead of one of the old crotchety ones that refused to learn anything new, and uh, well, and, al- and also, the, like you know, the younger the doctor, the more likely they are to have seen some sort of study somewhere of like, hey, this is sure seems to be working so yeah. it's worth it you know put it in your toolbox kind of thing yeah and he was like he was like all right yeah we can go ahead and try it you know and then uh, when you come back in six months and if it's just not working it's not working well, we can look at something else i was like okay and then when i did it you know he's like noticing uh after i had been doing it for about a year at that point you know he's looking at it he's like okay yeah your uh, thyroid's clear of nodules uh, you know the your levels are within normal ranges now. You know, I'm going to keep you on the Synthroid just in case, you know, and every time I go to check up on him, you know, everything's still even keel. So he's like, yeah, it works. All right, good. <laughs> so he's like, yeah, no, keep it up. Don't ever stop. <laughs> I was like, all right. <laughs> but yeah, it's it's going to get much better once you get on the other side of the, uh, of the cravings like thing. Like the first month. Yeah. Yeah. I, and, you know, when I talk to people about this, it's like, it's like, okay, I know some people are going to tell you to do keto for like a couple of weeks, you know, very strictly. And then, you know, they're going to allow the cheat day. And of course, they still allow for the swerve and the and the stevia and everything and the monk fruit extract and all that stuff. But I mean, the, you look at it under a microscope, it so closely resembles sugar that the liver doesn't really care one way or the other. All right. Well, hold on just a second. We'll be right back. Harry Chessman here, celebrated television actor since 1962. I'm hanging out here today in the Anarchist Garage, trying to get my 65 Chevrolet Impella reconditioned. Wait, what's that? It's not a real garage. Yeah. It's not a real garage? Nope, not a real garage. Well, that's bullshit. Well, thanks. Anyways, check out Anarchist Garage, wherever you can find your podcasts. With co-host Eric LaPrice and Unreal Anna Adams. Harry Chussman, out! All right, now that we've paid some of the bills around here, now back to the interview. Yeah, I've always kind of wondered about that. And, you know, part of it is, like, if you're if you're trying to control specifically for blood sugar and it doesn't, have, and it doesn't give you a blood sugar response, I'm like, okay, fine. 
yeah. right? Like if you don't have any other problems other than like, hey, you're diabetic, but yeah. you can control your diabetes with diet and then you can still – your body can handle the monk fruit or whatever. Okay. I kind of get that. Yeah. But like my problem really is like, oh, yeah, I've got all these like borderline things that are not looking great. <clears throat> but more to the point of that is like if I slide down that – like I know what happens because I've done this a couple of times. like, oh, I open the door a little bit and like – you know, it's the camel with the nose under the tent kind of thing. Yeah. If they get their nose in, they're going to get their head in. They get their head in, they're going to get their neck in. They get the neck in, they're going to And, like, a year from now, if I just, like, slide my way down the slope, I'm going to be drinking Dr. Pepper again. Right. You know what I mean? So, like, this time it's like, all right, well, I know that, like, all the junk has to go, like, especially at home, the junk's got to go forever. Like, yeah. I just can't have it in the house. Um. Which is going to be hard with two little kids. So yeah. some of that is just like, hey, um, you know, yeah, dad doesn't eat that. <laughs> and it's on and it's on dad to be a grown up and just not eat it. Yeah. And, you know, it definitely gets hard, especially with the little kids, because they want to be nice and like offer you part of their little treat. Mm. And, you know, my little daughter has looked at me and she's like held up like Cheez-Its and stuff to me. I was like, no, 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 no dad, dad, thank you. But daddy's not going to have that. Right. You know, but I'll, yeah, yeah. but instead I'll go reach for like a little handful of nuts. I said, daddy's going to get, get his little snack from the nuts right here. <laughs> you know? Well, the other thing, the other, like I mentioned earlier, like the nice thing is like my wife is buying stuff for the kid. So the kid's growing up like with like, oh yeah, cardboard's okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, mm, you, yeah, you can think cardboard's okay, but cardboard's nasty and daddy doesn't want any of that anyway. Yeah, exactly. <clears throat> But yeah, they'll so. catch on, you know, cause, uh, you know, even today I was, uh, just sitting around and, uh, little girl, you know, she says, I'm hungry. I was like, okay, well, you know, I got some nuts here. Do you want to have some nuts? And, you know, she had like a few, you know, just little cashews and some pecans and stuff. And then after that, you know, she didn't come back until about lunchtime anyways. So I was like, yeah, see, <laughs> can I get you something that's, uh, you know, not high in carbohydrates and guess what? You're going to be right. sated for a little while. Right. Yeah, well, my little one's so small that, like, she can't have nuts yet. So, well, yeah. I'm sure we'll, you know, part of it is, I heard, maybe I heard Gavin McGinnis say this at one point, you know, take everything he says with a grain of salt, but yeah. he was like, you know, until they're, like, 10, you're just trying to keep them alive. It's just about getting calories in their mouth. Like, yeah. You know, you're not going to super screw them up about food before they're 10 years old, especially if you're trying, like, yeah, it's like, yeah, yeah. Just give them the crackers until they're, you know, a little bit older. And then you can, until you can actually have a conversation with them about like, Hey, <laughs> you know, like, yeah, we can have some of those, but having a lot of those is a problem. Yeah. It's not going to be the best day ever. You know, maybe just, uh, yeah. wean yourself off of it a little bit, but, uh, yeah, with her, I mean, she likes nuts and, um, on occasion I've, you know, actually just got her to, She'll, she'll just like, I'm hungry. I was like, here, do you want some bacon? <laughs> and she was like, yes. sure. Oh, yeah. My little one loves bacon, bacon yeah. and eggs. My wife, I like my wife's super good about like, Hey, we have, here's the vegetable for, you know, lunch and dinner and fruit with breakfast. And like, she's super good about making sure she eats. Yeah. Like our little one's not picky at all. She'll yeah. eat whatever, but she has like the little in between things where she's like, I want blah, blah, blah. Okay. <laughs> Monster. But like, you know, she does a really good job of eating. My wife does a really good job of, of making sure everybody's eating some level of balance. Oh, yeah. Sorry if you sorry if you heard the alarm on, on the recording. That's my Ross Ulbricht uh, group meditation alarm 
Mm. So everybody think about Ross for a second. Yes. I call it my, my wife calls it my don't be an ungrateful asshole alarm. <laughs> um, you know, just a slight reminder of like, hey, you could be serving two life sentences plus 40 years in prison for starting a website. So enjoy the fact that you could go to the store and buy some M&Ms. Yes, you exactly. You asshole. Yeah, it, uh, <clears throat> yeah, we can uh, digress so, to uh, the free Ross thing here in a moment. Uh, yeah. So it's really tough reading his handwritten letters. Cause I'm like, oh, I can't, I can't. <laughs> yeah. I can't. Oh yeah. Yeah. I'll, I'll tear I'll, up I'll, every I'll, time. <laughs> like, like I don't cry at anything. Like I'm not a crier just at all. Yeah. I, I mean, I wrote something, I wrote something and I posted it. I think I posted it on Twitter, like back in the early days when I first got on Twitter and I still got it flipped around somewhere, but I posted something to, to, uh, for, for Lynn. And, uh, I don't know if she ever, I think she saw it cause I'm pretty sure she liked it or whatever, but it was like, right. I, cr- I had to like stop writing it a couple times because like the whole thing makes me so just angry. Yeah. It just makes me so uh, just like I'm, I'm sad for Lynn and I'm sad for Ross and I'm sad for everybody involved. And like, it just, yeah, it just makes me so mad. And it's like, you know, it's funny cause, and I know you know this cause like we're both pretty super on twitter yeah and uh, <laughs> so you see my stuff and i'm a i'm a nut job right like i'm a complete radical nut job anarchist like <laughs> i think libertarian politics is stupid i don't consider myself a libertarian like i'm an absolute lunatic and uh one of the things that pushed me over the edge to just be like no fuck all of this was yeah. the ross thing i was just like this is such horseshit yeah you, uh, I always default to uh, there's no way that even if we got libertarians elected everywhere, that shit's going to change. <laughs> you know, it, if this can happen where a guy gets two life sentences plus 40 years for creating a website where people just want to sell stuff. And I was on the Silk Road. Yeah, there was a lot of pot being sold there. But there was also some really cool, you know, comic book covers that some guy had painted you know, on full canvas and everything. That shit was awesome. You know, there was a lot of t-shirt sales and everything. Yeah, there was some pot on there. Yeah. Uh, it was it was so crazy. Yeah. And you could buy it all I, with Bitcoin. I know, you know, I know that there was other stuff being sold, but I also know that, like, at least at the point in time where Ross admits to being the, you know, full-time moderator, they were you know, really active about kicking off anybody that violated the non-aggression principle from their point of view. And like, right. like you know, Ross is a really staunch anarcho-capitalist in his beliefs. And like, yeah, I don't know, man, that whole thing just makes me like, it makes me super sad and also really super angry. And, um, it's one of the few things other than like talking about CPS where I just like, I, get homicidally angry about stuff where I'm just yeah. like, yeah, uh, this is f- completely fucked. <laughs> so, yeah, you ain't got to tell me about that. You know, I've got two kids adopted out of foster care. So, <laughs> well, I've got six adopted siblings. Yeah. So like, I think you and I both are probably like, yeah, you want to, you want to get me to the point where like, I'm willing to like go grab some guns, and, like go burn something to the ground. Like, man, let's talk, let's talk about CPS. Like, yeah. Oh boy. 
Yeah, it's, it's a, like okay. I, one of the things I tell people is like the only place worse for those kids than CPS is the place they came out of, and that's not always true. Yeah. Yeah, sometimes <laughs> like, that's it's, the fucked up part. The fucked up part is, in a lot of cases, like for my youngest three siblings, CPS was the was like actually for all six of all six of my adopted siblings, they were better off in CPS at least up front. But like yeah. the older three had family had extended family that would have taken them if they had had the wherewithal to fight the system. Right. Um, because CPS makes it super hard for extended family to keep the kids. Um, especially when they're like poor single minorities that can't afford a family, uh, you know, family law attorney. Um, and so, but the younger three, like their situation was completely fucked. So the only place, better for them than where they were was like the only place worse for them than CBS was where they were. But that's so fucked up. Oh, yeah. that, like CPS is supposed to be the thing that like saves these kids. And in a lot of cases, it's not only not better than where they were, it's worse. Like, he's been so mad. Yeah. It's a uh, right up there with the, uh, the quote that we like to throw around every once in a while, once in a while men have to hoist the black flag and start slitting throats. So, Oh, Mankin. Yeah, yeah. It, uh, it's one of my that's one of my favorites. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, and I think like with all this, you know, all this bullshit in Virginia and everything else, I'm like, I hope. <laughs> See, my problem right now is like I had I had this conversation with my mom a long time ago because I've always I've been a radical for a long time. Yeah. Um, and my mom and I had a conversation probably twelve or thirteen years ago. Um, I wasn't engaged yet, but I was thinking about getting engaged to my wife. Okay. And uh, I was pretty sure I was going to get engaged. And uh, my mom was like, I mentioned something about some radical nonsense or some kind or another. My mom was like, if you're going to do that, you need to let Sarah go. Because that's not fair to her. Yeah. She didn't sign up for that. That's not her bullshit. That's your bullshit. You don't, you don't put that on her. Right. And I picked, and I picked my wife and family over the radicalism. And I know I made that choice. I made that choice a long time ago. I'm comfortable with that choice. So it's not going to be me that jumps first, right? Yeah. Like as froggy as I might feel, I'm not jumping first. Oh yeah. No, there's uh, a, there's that quote from man. the movie, the Patriot, uh, you know, I'm a parent. I, I don't, I don't have the luxury of principles in uh, certain cases. You know what I mean? That's right. Yeah. 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 And, and so, man, I, I, Oh man, I wish you hadn't brought that movie up. Is that like, <laughs> they, they butcher his family. And they send him down a path of just wild destruction. Yeah. And I'm like, dude, I don't think most people realize how many people there are in this country like me that are like, if y'all ever, ever do that to me, you will, you had best, you had best make sure you kill me too. Yeah. Cause I will bring the whole motherfucker down on you guys. <laughs> Oh, that, I've like, I've I've hinted at it before. Have y'all seen Law-abiding yeah. Citizen? Like, have y'all seen Law-abiding Citizen? Have you seen that? Like, that is the level of just destructive capability. Uh, Jack Spearco said something a couple months ago that has really stuck with me. He's like, I am not peaceful because I am harmless. I am peaceful because I am capable of great violence. Yeah, I choose to be peaceful, and I'm like, man, if that doesn't sum that up, of like. I'm peaceful because y'all leave me alone. But there is a line where you will cross. If you cross that line, I swear to God, 
Oh yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Real nasty. And oh, by the way, part of this whole like keto, like let's get better and blah blah. It's like, hey, the the big eagle is coming, and I'm not going to be the fat fuck in the background, not not able to keep up. That ain't happening. Oh, oh, wait, we can't now, say that anymore because the ADL and the Southern Poverty I Law said, Center. Are... I said, I did, I said, big igloo. Uh, said, oh yeah, that's right. That's... <laughs> or you know, the Burlington Coat Factory Company Christmas Party, or whatever we want to call it. Like, hey man, like this bullshit Virginia on Monday. Like, <laughs> I was like, man, guys, I'm like four to six months from being in the mountains and <laughs> away from all this bullshit. Could y'all just wait until like the election? That's what I'm, I'm like counting on. Like, just wait till the election, and then when the election goes, if you guys want to like get real froggy, like go right ahead. I'll be up <laughs> the mountains by myself. Like, fine. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I've hinted at it before. I was like, yeah, if they go ahead with this whole gun confiscation thing, the crocodile tears that y'all are shedding about gun violence right now, that because you don't really mean it. Um, it's going to go up exponentially, and at some point, it's going to be politicians being thrown on a pile. Because we know who sent the who sent the cops there first. Oh, dude! Yeah. I just like there's a book. It's one of my favorites, and unfortunately, both the author that started the series and the author that is continuing the series went down a like really hard right Republican road. Not hard right, like neo fascism, but they went like solidly Team Red, right? Yeah. Um, but the original book is Vince Flynn's Term Limits. It's his first book. And what? it's amazing. Yeah, was he one of the authors that died? Yeah, he, he was like he had, uh, yeah, he, prostate, was, he had prostate cancer or something. Yeah, he was, he was like, like really young too. He was like in his forties or something like that. He was in his early forties, like forty-one, something yeah. like that. Yeah, yeah. It's the Mitch Rapp series of novels. Okay, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. The the first book, the Term Limits book, Mitch Rapp isn't involved. It's Scott Coleman, the Navy SEAL commander, and his buddies, and this wealthy patron, and they decide they've had enough. Yeah. They take the fight straight to Congress, but they take the like, you know, they take the spec ops, black hoods in the middle of the night war to Congress. It's amazing. Yeah. And I look at stuff like that and I go, okay, A, that's possible because I know that's possible because I have, I have a number of friends that are former spec ops guys um, that are like, yeah, no shit. The problem is most of the spec up guys is like, yeah, those guys are like any of the like old school boomer vet types are like, oh, yeah, let's, you know, the military will stop it. I'm like, no, no, I don't think you understand. Yeah. The 20 years of war has turned the spec ops community into full blown imperial stormtroopers. Yeah. Like everybody do me a favor and go watch Star Wars, the Clone Wars from beginning to end. And you can watch they did an incredible job of how you slide from a republic to an empire in 20 years because of continuous war. Yeah. You know, it's the Randolph Warren quote, like, war is the health of the state. Like, the longer we're at war, the healthier the state gets, meaning we slide from republic to empire. Like, we've done that. We're there. Yeah. And, like, the the spec ops guys are a bunch of boot-looking toadies at this point. Yeah. If not, Dan Crenshaw full-blown imperial John McCain in an eye patch (laughs) man I think Crenshaw's worse yeah yeah no he's he's bad I did the grave dance on John McCain like I was happy to do it I was happy the man was dead like yeah it was the only day in history where we cheered brain cancer (laughs) I knew people I knew people who knew him 
when he was in in Vietnam, like I had instructors when I was in the military that served with him and stuff. Yeah, they they all, they hate all him. hated. Yeah, they hated. They his all guts. hated his guts. He was a treasonous sack of shit. I did the grave dance happily. Yeah, like fuck that guy, right? Yeah. Dan Crenshaw is worse because he doesn't have that reputation. He's a bona fide hero, amputee, you know, Captain Cool with the eye patch, the whole thing. Yeah. Like, I think he's, I think Dan Crenshaw's way more dangerous. The only thing keeping him from being super dangerous right now is that he's a first term congressman from Texas and not some like three term senator. Yeah. No, he's, and yeah, he's lost the, the plot completely. The, yeah. Well, no, 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 no. See, I watch all that stuff and I go, no, you don't, you don't get to be that guy. And lose the plot. That's not how this works. Yeah, no, he was that guy. Always, has, always that way. No, no, he gets you get selected. Oh, you fit this mold. Plus, you've got all these extra things. Now we're going to pick you out, and we're going to groom you, and we're going to back you, and we're going to fund your campaign. We're going to put you in office. I mean, once you're in office, you're going to say the things we tell you to say. That's how you get to that position. I know that because much like I mentioned Jack Sprick a little while ago, and he's got a story about being offered a like a. Uh, Congress seat mm-hmm. or a state Senate seat. I had that same offer at one point from somebody else when I was much younger. Uh, some, a friend of a friend of my dad's politically connected enough that like, hey, if you ever want to run for office, come talk to me. And I'm like, ugh, super sleazy like immediately, right? Yeah. And I'm, So like, I just know from, I've got enough I've got some friends that are kind of high up in some like non-governmental politically connected organizations and some different things like I know how that game is played enough to know that like none of those people are independent yeah yeah it's uh I mean even you'll get a couple right like Ron Paul's a fluke I think Thomas Massey's probably a fluke um Justin Amash might be a, a little bit of a fluke but obviously Rand Paul's not and Mike Lee's not and no. all the Tea Party people that like looked good 10 years ago most of those people aren't actually what they said they were. Um, Wait, are you insinuating that the Tea Party people just kind of like put a little song and dance on to get elected? I'm saying that that movement <laughs> got hijacked early. Oh yeah, very, very early. The, the original movement was solid, although I think it was, you know, it, I think it was based at least in part in racism. Um, but I think the general the general perspective was solid, but within six months, that movement was completely yeah. shocked. Yeah. I mean, it got co-opted immediately. So. Yeah. Lots yeah, of people don't, don't remember that the, the T was actually an acronym. It was T E A taxed enough already. And that was right. the whole thing. And then, uh, as soon yep. as they got into office, like most of them just didn't do anything oh, they, after yeah, they that. Or over. they just, yeah. yeah completely, they all rolled over immediately. Yeah. Well, you know, on some levels, it's like, Hey, it's a freight train and the brakes are broken. <laughs> like, like this thing's going off the cliff and there's no stopping it. Yeah. Like it's got enough momentum that like, you're not, you're not cutting shit. It ain't happening. Yeah. You've had the last four presidents in a row or five presidents in a row have all said, Oh, we'll cut the budget. And we'll cut, you know, we'll balance the budget and we'll cut spending and, you know, we'll cut taxes and, and none of that happens. And so you have to look at it at some point and go, well, either they're all full of shit, which I'm not, I'm not, not saying that or it's impossible and it doesn't matter who you put in there but this train is running off the tracks yeah and so it's just a matter of getting to the end of the line and i think actually it's some combination of both some combination of they're all full of shit 
and there's no stop like this train's coming to the station full speed and it's blown right out the other side like it ain't you're not stop. you're not putting the brakes on this thing you're not yeah. dumping the cargo and slowing down like that ain't happening yeah i'm almost at the point where that to me it's it's intentional <laughs> you know they're going in there to do this to get whatever's well, on the other side of some it some of well, well he, i mean here's part part of this is right like there's money in the like in the come up yeah and so like even if you realize hey this train's going off the rails and you think you want to stop it you if you look at it and go well there's no stopping it there's a whole group of people that are completely unethical that say well i'm going to get mine while get, i'm going to get while the getting's good right right and so it's like well somebody's going to get it so it might as well be me and yeah, it's only going to make the end come faster, but the end's coming either way, so I might as well get mine while I can. Right. And I get that impulse. I just don't have the like ethical wishy-washiness to do that. I've had to look myself in the mirror really deeply because I've had a couple of like I've had a couple of times where I've had offers from people where I could have gone down a road that maybe could have led that direction, and I've had to like really look at myself in the mirror and go, "Hey, <laughs> could you live with yourself if you do that?" And the answer has always been no. Right. Um, luckily but like yeah man i just like woof yeah it's uh you know after the uh, the 2008 uh economic uh shenanigans that were going on uh and then getting into about eight years later and then seeing the same faces uh talking up a good game it was the other reason why you know i started doing what i was doing you know it's like it's like okay well i'm just going to have to accept that uh, i've been lied to all of this time and uh, maybe since the government is in the grains and sugar business, maybe I shouldn't be touching that shit. <laughs> so me, it was just out of pure contrarianism. It's like you know, I'm just going to do the opposite of whatever I'm being told, and let's see where that goes. And so I got to say, the results speak for themselves. You know, so I, I definitely applaud you for for starting this, and I know it's going to be a pain in the ass because guess what, corn syrup is in just about everything. So. <laughs> Yeah, get get used to reading those ingredient labels. Dude, corn just in general is in everything. Yeah. Like everything, everything. Yeah. I'm like I'm I'm so happy that I found have you I maybe I, I doubt it because you've been doing this a while, so you probably know. But uh Duke's uh dried sausages. You okay. I'm talking about comes in a white bag. Yeah, 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 yeah. They have less than one gram of sugar per two sticks. Like it's not a, like a measurable amount. Yeah. They can't say like, oh, it's a full. I'm like, oh, I'm so glad those exist because they come in a bulk pack from Sam's and they come in a big bag at HEB and they're delicious and they have no sugar to speak of. Them. Yeah. I'm like, cool. I can eat those because like, man, my wife got me some pepperonis from like the deli at HEB. Yeah. And it's got sugar in it. I yeah. Like, Motherfucker. I'm like, well, I ate them, you know, I ate it because that's what I had on hand this week. But it's like, okay, well, I can't have those again. I got to go find some like unsugared pepperonis and salamis or something. And then the other piece of it is like, all right, well, I don't want all that uric acid. I don't want to get gout. Like, I got to, you can't eat a ton of that either. And so, like, yeah. Yeah. The processed meats are uh, not going to be your best friends. I, I even found that, uh, like, the uncured pepperoni and stuff, they, they either are going to use, um, uh, dextrose, which is just burnt grains that they've turned sure, into a sugar. Just, yeah. Yeah. Right. Uh, right. or they'll say, um, uh, what's the little phrase that they've been using here lately? It's uh, raisin juice. <laughs> I noticed that one started to show. It was like raisin juice. Fucking sugar. Uh, that's, 
that's great. That's grape juice, bro. And yeah, yeah. it's just straight sugar. Yeah. I was like, raisin juice? It's, it's, just, it's a dried just, grape. What juice are you yeah, getting out of it? <laughs> a, you're not getting a lot of juice, and B, the juice you are getting is just going to be extra concentrated sugar. Yeah, yeah. Uh, pineapple might, solids was like, another one that I saw. <laughs> oh, motherfuck. Really? Yeah. <sighs> it was like pineapple solids. Right. Well, it's funny. So when when we get, went to this doctor's appointment, for the maternal fetal medicine for my wife, and they were like, oh, yeah, we think you have gestational diabetes again they gave her this uh handout I'll, I'll take some pictures of the list of things that are actually sugar yeah it's amazing oh yeah it was like 37 or 38 different things that are like different things that they could say are sugar beyond sugar yeah and i'm not just talking like oh it's organic rice sugar or it's organic you know whatever no no this was like weird things like dextrose and sucralose and like all the different things that they can hide as sugar and it's just like yeah. You sneaky motherfuckers. And it was funny. I was having a conversation with my doctor the last time I did this when I had the, like, really nasty A1C test or the, like, borderline. It was really nasty. It's like, right over the edge. Yeah. And we were having a conversation. I was like, okay, so what is it? Because I look at pictures from, like, the 80s and 90s of, like, family and stuff, and nobody's fat. Zero. Yeah. And I look at pictures now, and everybody's fat. Yeah. Like, the whole family. Yeah. Right? And I'm like, what the fuck? And she's like, well, in the 70s, they pulled fat out of everything and replaced it with sugar. Yeah, pretty much. And she's like, you know, if you hadn't done that, if you had left the balance, like, you could have still eaten, like, all the things that you consider a traditional American diet would have been fine if you had left them balanced the way that they were. Yeah. Like, obviously, because everybody was eating that and nobody was fat. Yeah, just a a good uh, uh, barometer for that. Just go back and watch the old Woodstock footage and see if you can find one fat person. Those people are scrawny. Those people. Those people aren't just not fat. Those people are scrawny. Maybe Jerry Garcia. He he might have been the only husky fellow there. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But yeah, you just look at that entire crowd. It's. It, it was like uh, it was like oh well, these are obviously models, right? It's like no, well, I just, it's no. Because I look at pictures look of like. my like I look at pictures of my. I look like at pictures of my parents, and I go like, look, I don't want to be that skinny. Like I'd rather be you know, 215 pounds in jack instead of like 115 or 65 pounds in scrawny. But yeah. like, yeah, it gets pretty crazy. I look at pictures of my, I look at pictures of my parents from the nineties, like after I was born. Yeah. My parents, my aunts and uncles and like my whole family, everybody is skinny. Yeah. Like my dad was like six one He's shorter than that now because his spine is deteriorated. He's like had yeah, some yeah, yeah. car accidents and some disc problems, so he's a little bit shorter than that. But my dad was like six one and like a buck eighty, maybe. Yeah. No, it gets pretty and it's crazy. It's not like he didn't eat, and like he, by the time I was around, he wasn't working out all the time either. Like he was just skinny, and like everybody in my family's fat. And it's like the one skinny family member I have. She's skinny because she's sick. Yeah. Like, she's skinny because she has lupus. Yeah. And, like, but, like, that's it. Everybody else is fat. Even my brother, who, like, I'm I'm a big dude, right? Like, he's met me. I wear a 54-inch suit jacket. Right. I'm built, like, a fucking brick wall. Like, I, I'm 265 pounds, but I look like everybody guesses, like, 225, 240, yeah. somewhere in that range. Everybody's off by, like, 20, 25, or 40 pounds. Yeah. Um, so I, I wear my weight really well. My brother is six almost six one like right at like six and a half feet like six feet and a half inch or six six one and he was skinny skinny for the longest time he's fat now 
Yeah, that gets pretty I mean, crazy. He was skinny was... until he was in his twenties, and he's put. I mean, he's just putting on weight, and I'm just like, what the fuck? He's like, well, I work a desk job, and I eat normal American food, and I'm like just yeah. blowing up. Standard American diet and get you every time. Except that it's, yeah, and I think, man, I don't know how to fix this, or I don't know if we can fix this, but like going from a standard American diet to a traditional American diet, like. I don't know if there's any way to bring that back or if, like, that shit in sales, like, the food industry is too caught up on, like, cheap fillers and junk oh, yeah. Yeah, in a... food that should be good. Like, I don't know if there's any way to fix that. But, like, just trying to get back to, like, a traditional American diet, where, which means you can have, like, you know, a regular potato for dinner or, like, a half a potato for dinner, like, a baked potato. You can have, you know, a little bit of this and a little bit of that with your, like, meat and your broccoli and your carrots and whatever just to get back to that place oh yeah no that's that's my like yeah that's totally gone at this point you know and i don't think it's gone forever because like i mean we were just talking about like the the collapse is coming you know and i know (laughs) people like blow that out of proportion and take it to like mean you know 1990s balkans whatever but i'm just saying like the the state apparatus that upholds all of these cheap foods, all the subsidies that go into all these major like international food conglomerates and all that stuff, right. they're dependent on cheap debt and subsidies from the taxpayer. And so as soon as all that gets cleared out, I think we'll go back. But, man, the damage that's been done since like 72, isn't that the ADM like corn syrup lawsuits, wasn't that in the early, that was like in 72. Yeah. Because they got sued over that crap. Yeah. Like, Somebody took them to court, and ADM won, and then everybody gets fat after that. And I'm just like, Jesus. Okay, well, ADM, ADM wins, and then they advertise on the McNeil Air News Hour for the next 30 years. It's like, gee, they're giving up public broadcasting and donating to congressional. Ca- oh, and everybody's surprised that they won that court case. Hmm. Yeah. They're the seventh largest food conglomerate on the planet, and now they're, you know, they were like 34, and now they're number seven. Yeah. I wonder how that happened. No. Oh, wait. Legislative capture. Bribery. Yeah. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, You can even go back and um, look at some of the old commercials for, like, uh, Equal. (laughs) Oh, (laughs) And all the sugar substitutes. And you can just tell. It's like, all right. Well, you know, it's... It's funny because, like, you can't. I can't. I don't remember the last time I've seen one of those blue packets because that shit gives you cancer. Yeah. Yeah. And they've, like, they proved in, like, the late 90s that that shit gives you cancer, so nobody has it anymore. Yeah. They still have the Splenda and the Stevia and the whatever the Sweet Low, the pink. Yeah, the pink are, stuff. But, like, the blue, the old, the old blue equal packets, those are all gone. Yeah. Those are gone, gone. Yeah, it was, a, it was pretty crazy. When you go back and read some of the, uh, the old commercials and everything, it was like. Uh, of course it's natural. It's made from stuff in nature. And you're like, oh, that's bullshit. <laughs> it's made in okay. a lab. <laughs> that's, well, but that's, you know, that's Joe Rogan's argument about, well, everything's natural. Because yeah. it's all from, like, ev- like, okay, fine. If that's natural, everything's fucking natural. Right. Yeah, because it, it, it was like the main selling point. It was like, of course it's natural. It's made from stuff in nature. <laughs> oh, gross. Yeah. I mean, at least with the Stevia thing, you can go, hey... You know, that's non-insulin responsive and it comes straight out of a leaf and you can like fall. It's just like it's refined the way sugar is refined, basically. Yeah. It's just like extra potent. It doesn't have, you know, it doesn't have a glycemic index hit. But like, 
okay, fine. But equal? Equal, <laughs> really? Yeah. That's not just, like, refined out of a leaf. That's not just, like, pressed out. Like, oh, yeah, we got the juice out of the leaf, and now it's sweet and blah. <laughs> That's like, no, no, we had, to, we had to create a chemical reaction between multiple different compounds to get this new compound. Yeah. The fuck, get the fuck out of here, natural. Get out of my... <laughs> uh, Jesus. Uh, that, that's another uh, Donnie Rumsfeld uh, special right there. <laughs> well, see, ha- wait, how is he involved in this? I mean, at all, always, right? Yeah. Like everybody's involved in this stuff. It's I know it's super sexual, but I don't know the actual like. Yeah, where he, does that scarlet thread go from equal to Donald Rumsfeld? Yeah, so he was um, out of government at that point, and he was. Uh, I want to say he was either the, like the CEO or some high up muckety muck in the Searle. A corporation that created aspartame and uh really yeah and then uh he was the one who oh, had lobbied the government uh the fda to get aspartame approved uh is and he had that uh, once he got back into government he was like put another um another level into the fda to get uh aspartame approved it's, it's a long history but uh yeah pretty much he, he was responsible for that to get the FDA. Because even today on the website, like the aspartame, the, the number one complaint is headaches. So meaning it's going to have some kind of uh, effect on the brain. Uh, well, yeah. yeah. I mean, there's no such thing as a biological free lunch. Yeah. But, like, and then they've changed the name. Man, so I, now it's not even aspartame. It's like um, fennel something. But they, uh, yeah, they've changed the name of it. But it's still the they same They changed shit. the molecule yeah. and call it a different thing yeah and uh the other thing to it is like the aspartic acid the sweet part would just melt off on your tongue and then the rest what you had was wood alcohol going into your system so people who are drinking diet coke for a long ass time are going blind Uh, yeah yeah because you're drinking methanol in concentrated forms right by the way that's what makes you go blind from corn whiskey is a bad batch of moonshine and they didn't bleed off the methanol first right yeah, or the government uh, in introducing wood alcohol in uh, during prohibition to poison those uh, dastardly people who dared drink the uh, the devil's liquid, you know. Dude, and talk about talk about fucked up. Like you didn't put in like gasoline or something where like you can smell it and take you know it's funky. Now wood alcohol just kind of blends. Like, yeah, <laughs> it just goes right in. There's no taste, no odor, no nothing. Right. So you, you just fuck those people up on purpose. Yeah, tens of just thousands to, of people to, you poison to death. Thank you, government. Yeah, yeah. When I. When I started making my own alcohol, like, because I, I make my own ciders and stuff. Yeah. Um, when I started doing that, my grandma was like, oh, that shit will make you go blind. And I'm like, no. No, it won't. I No. But she's like, you know, she's young enough to not have lived through prohibition, but she's old enough to have had, like, a bunch of family members that did and whatever else. Yeah, and all the government propaganda and, uh, on top of it. <laughs> oh, my God. It's so. Uh, did you see that post from the FBI? Oh, did I see it? Did you see my comment about it? I was like, talk about revisionist fucking history. <laughs> yeah, I had like retweeted with comment. I was like, yeah, we wouldn't have known who Alphonse Capone was if it hadn't been for fucking prohibition. <laughs> oh, <laughs> what are no, we no, even no, talking no, no. about here? We might have. We might have. Yeah. We might have known who he was. He was a genius businessman. Yeah. And a ruthless one of that. We probably would have known who he was. Maybe. But it wouldn't have been over that. No. And he might have been a legitimate businessman who actually contributed to society and didn't end up dying in a jail cell over tax evasion, you fucks. Yeah. 
And even then, you kind of screwed the pooch on that one because you didn't really totally get them with the tax evasion thing. Because you know, there's no law that states you have to pay. But you know, well, and he died. He died in prison before he was like fully convicted or whatever. Yeah, from syphilis. Yeah, it's like you. It's like oh, one of our greatest successes. Like yeah, one of your greatest successes has a gigantic asterisk. Yeah, huge, huge. It's like based on based on that categorization, Pete Rose should be in the Hall of Fame. You fuckheads. Yeah, exactly. So I even put it down there. I was like, and the re- the same shit that you guys are pulling today with the drug prohibition is the reason why small children in Mexico idolize cartel members. Yeah, it's all the yeah. same shit. Oh, forget about small children in Mexico. Children in the U.S. and gangster rappers and blah, like whatever, like yeah. Oh, it drives me, uh, it's fucking ridiculous. Yeah, because the weed like, man okay. in the the weed man in the neighborhood was the only guy making money. In a lot of cases, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, it's a it's a fifty cent uh, uh, fifty cent in the game has a song, and it's like I want to live good, so shit, I'll sell dope. Yeah, it's like right up there, you know. It's, Pretty crazy. Uh, I'm like crazy time we live in. I'm like, since the late '80s, people from like South Central LA and the Bronx and Brooklyn have been telling y'all in mass, <laughs> "Hey, motherfuckers, there's nothing going on in our neighborhoods. The only people that have any money are the drug dealers." Right. So fuck it. I guess I'll sell dope. Yeah. And, and, and that even brings us back to guns because the uh, number one areas where there's a lot of uh, so-called gun violence also happens to be very high crime areas where there's gang violence too. Oh, so, it's basically all of it. Yeah. If you if you subtract out for uh, suicides and uh, accidental discharges, right? Yeah. So you get actual like actual homicide numbers. Yeah. It's like ninety five percent gang related. Yeah. And that's all thanks to the drug like, war. So, all of it, one hundred percent of it, is prohibition. Yeah. Oh yeah, prohibition ended in nineteen thirty whatever. No, it didn't. No, the fuck it did not. No, the fuck it did not. The DEA still exists. The FBI still has a budget. The ATF still has a budget. Yeah. I mean, I Thaddeus Russell was saying recently, uh, and uh, he's kind of been off on other topics, but he was saying like the drug war is World War Three. Just nobody's paying attention to it. Right. And I was like. Yeah, motherfucker! Like, absolutely. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. That was that was the other thing. It's like, um, you know, that, it's the failed war on drugs. Uh, the plant won. You know, because now we're seeing it being legalized everywhere. Uh, so we'll just move on to something else next. Uh, and I guess that's going to be, you know, uh, cherry flavored vapes <laughs> and menthol cigarettes. It's so dumb, dude. Fuck those guys. <laughs> uh, no, not with my dick, anyways. <laughs> well, yeah, that's the that's the uh, Jim Davidson. No, don't fuck them. They have the socialism disease. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's like I don't, I don't want to catch whatever they have. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for for sure. Like, hey, don't don't do that. Anything but that. <laughs> Talk about dipping your dick in crazy. Don't yeah, just don't do that. Stay away from oh, it. Oh man, we had a whole com- we had a whole conversation in one of my DM- or I guess my only DM room. Like we had a whole conversation about like oh whatever you do don't don't impregnate crazy because uh, <laughs> one of our one of our mutuals has a crazy accident. It's just like oh my god, uh, and like it's not one of those like oh yeah man she's crazy. It's like no no we can all see her behavior and it's like 
whoa, she's like psycho. Yeah. Like we can all see it from the outside. It's not just like, oh, it's not just like, oh, you're at the bar with your buddy and like, oh yeah, she was crazy, blah, blah, blah. And then you find out later, it's like, no, he was an asshole. Yeah. And this one was, well, he might be an asshole, but she's definitely crazy. <laughs> yeah. She's a legit got a borderline personality disorder or something. <laughs> uh, I think it's more like paranoid schizophrenic, but like, <laughs> oof, like, holy mackerel, like, yeah, I, I've got some family history with the like whole paranoid schizophrenic stuff, and uh, not directly, but it, kind of t- tangentially, and uh, the whole like making up scenarios that involve multiple people, some of whom you don't know, uh. and accusing everybody of like, oh yeah, this is this and that, and the other thing is going on, and where everybody's like, that never happened. <laughs> yeah. And so like to me, it's like it's like oh that's a. I know, I know that sign. I, I know that symptom. That's a, that. Ooh, yeah, that's ooh, that's that's, yeah. that's real crazy. <laughs> I don't mean to diagnose you right now because I'm not uh, professionally trained to do that. But oh yeah, no, no, no. I'm not. I'm not diagnosing. But I'm like, I know that symptom. Yeah. That symptom screams paranoid schizophrenic. <laughs> it might not be paranoid schizophrenia. She might just be like obsessed or whatever. But like, boy, I I bet money she she's a paranoid schizophrenic <laughs> and i was i was asking the dude who uh whose ex this is about like onset of this and it was like in that like mid-20s range when paranoid schizophrenia is supposed to like you know it pops up and like if it's going to show up it shows up like between 22 and 29 or whatever right and she's like right in the middle of that and i was like oh <laughs> i was like dude that man that sucks i think i may know who you're talking about I bet you do, but I'm not gonna. I'm yeah, not gonna yeah, help them. Yeah, yeah, we, we don't have to say that. <laughs> anybody, anybody that listens to this in our little circle of Twitter probably yeah, knows what yeah. I'm talking about. But yeah, like, yeah. yeah, we'll just uh, we'll, we'll we'll just leave that one alone. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's like one of those things where you're like, oh, I see. <laughs> and then whenever you see uh, uh, videos of said person and their eyes dart back and forth, that, that's the only clue I needed. Um, yeah, the uh, the eyes darting back and forth thing. Like most of the time, that's drugs. Yeah, a oh, lot yeah, of the times. Yeah, hooked on that's that person is hooked on something. Yeah. Uh, every time I have noticed the uh, the eyes twitching back and forth, it's like, oh, you're on some kind of psychotropic. <laughs> so that usually means you've got other stuff going on. Yeah, or you're like, boy, you're on speed of some kind or another, like. <laughs> Was like, yeah, it's pretty speed crazy. Freak, speed freaks are something else. Uh, well, I mean, our president is one. If you if you believe all the rumors, <laughs> um, I find the I find that concept to be believable enough. Yeah, that it was like you know it started as diet pills and and turned into you know whatever else Adderall or you know whatever. Yeah, I, um, I'm definitely on the it's the it's the amount of pseudoephedrine that's being taken. Because I, I know I mean, way like, too many people who were on the Sudafed back in the day, and it's all the same type of behavior. <laughs> yeah, it's a Fenfen thing. I like I know a bunch of yeah. people that their parents were like, you know, on Fenfen to like lose weight or whatever, and then you finally realize like, hey, uh, you know, you're basically just on meth, right? <laughs> Pretty much. Yeah, you're just not smoking the crystal. You're just taking it in diet pills. 
Yeah, that's all to say. Where yeah. I'm going to start talking and really, really big, and you know, I'm going to have delusions of grandeur about how great I'm doing, and yeah, yeah. D- d- I mean, don't think I haven't thought about getting an Adderall prescription as a like weight loss plan, but like, <laughs> I figured actually fixing my problems was probably a better course of action. Yeah, just not eating the the garbage will definitely help out a lot. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, and I don't have like my wife is like, hey, you might actually like because i i definitely have add she's like you might actually benefit from a little bit of adderall but i was like yeah 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 but if i end up on adderall like i'm not gonna end up on a little bit of adderall like don't be a pussy about it (laughs) fuck it (laughs) take some shit get some real like get shredded see what's up so (laughs) yeah i've I've actually was diagnosed with that uh, with that stuff back in the uh in the 80s when they were first learning about it and um uh, you know my dad was like uh yeah you're not taking anything and you know i'll just beat it out of you um oh well my mom is a like anti-vaxxer homeschool you know christian radical type and so like that was never going to happen right there was no way she was medicating her kids um she's like you're unique and you can learn how to deal with it because she's got the same problem yeah and i'm like yeah cool i don't have a problem with that but i also uh i also drive my wife kind of nuts and (sighs) so i think she would occasionally a little bit of Adderall would make her life a little bit easier on my end. Um, but the, on the plus side, uh, like five milligram sativa edible does the same thing. So, yeah, uh, that's a better route. Yeah. When, when possible. Yeah. The, that, and, uh, with me, it's just learning how to just manage it. So, you know, I'll be at work yeah. and I've got the headphones in and then people like get, start getting, you know, upset. And it's like, it's like, oh, man, yeah. you always well, have those I headphones in, I, you know, you I'm know. trying to talk to you and stuff. I'm like, yeah, this is how I focus. If I don't have this, I'm a mess. <laughs> yeah, for sure. And I've got the same thing where it's like, hey, I'm listening to double speed and like, I got to do this so I can focus on what my hands are doing. Right. Hi. Yeah. I think it's time for me to go. <laughs> it's time for me to wrap it up. <laughs> so this has been fun. Yeah, always. As usual. Always. No, uh, no no brown talk this time so yeah yeah we, we left the uh, the champagne poop and disaster pants alone this time so yep well now we have it so there we go we got it in <laughs> yeah maybe that can be our new thing so like uh, rollo has this tractors thing we can just bring up champagne poop. oh yeah can you say hi say hi oh i got a whisper no no nothing oh, just a little bit huh mm. yeah no she as soon as as soon as you want her to perform she clams up yeah <clears throat> Darn. All right, man. Well, this has been fun. I'll uh, see you around Twitter, I'm sure. Yeah, of course. And uh, everybody check right. out uh, Eric LaPrice online. That's E. LaPrice on Twitter. And uh, Anarchist Garage may be coming back soon, hopefully. Uh, hopefully this weekend. Like, hopefully I'll have something out on Monday. Damn. Look at that. All right. All right, Eric. Take it easy, man. Talk to you later. All right. See you later. Bye. Bye. All right, folks, and there he goes, Eric LaPriest, always a fun one to have on the show. Uh, it was a great hang with him at uh, Childerberg uh, Uno, or Childerberg, uh, the first one. Uh, and like you said, it may not be at uh, Childerberg Dose, but uh, it's always a uh, always a fun guest to have on. Anyway, guys, take it easy. That'll be another one for next week. But uh, if you could go on down to the show notes of the page and hit me up on the Ask Me Anything segment, uh, you can either send me a voicemail uh, or send me an email to rebel with a cause podcast at protonmail.com and i'll answer your question on the show 
But I didn't have any uh, questions this time, so uh, thanks, guys. And we'll be back at you next week with a brand new episode of Rebel with a Cause. Out. Out.